we're back. Hi, Blue Bears. Or what was the other one that I wanted to do? Hi, guys, gals, non-binary pals. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. I feel like we should. Potheads? Potheads? Hi, uh, potheads. potheads. Hey, man, no um, judge. No, not at all. It's um, legal in most states. Sure. I'm not sure. No, no idea. Mm-hmm. It's not something the cool kids can ask. <laughs> Hold on. I can't do anything until I have my chapstick. I like how you put a weird witch finger on it. It's probably like way easier to find now. Yes, that's exactly why I did it. Yeah. Because I have one at work as well. So my chapstick, those little witch fingers that you put on, they're kind of like bugle chips. Um, I put that connected to my chapstick. That way, if because if you lose chapstick, if you drop it somewhere, somebody's just going to throw it away. If I'm at work and I lose my chapstick, they're going to be like, um, I found chapstick and it's like got a witch's finger on the other side. I'll be like, that's mine. That's how they know. I only want it back if you can tell me exactly where you found it. If it's in the bathroom, just throw it away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But my, my desk chapstick stays at my desk. Mm-hmm. My purse chapstick stays with my purse. Mm-hmm. My bathroom chapstick, my night table chapstick, my kitchen chapstick. Chapstick for every room in the house. I have one in my office and my purse. The mm-hmm. purse serves as, like, the whole main floor. And then up in my bedroom, I have some on my bedside table. And then I have Aquaphor in my bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I'll put that on at night just because it's, like, really thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's that EOS, the ESO? I don't know how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. But it's the one that, like, kind of looks like an egg shape. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one. And then now they do, like, tubes and, like, normal stuff. Those oh. are my upstairs chapsticks. Oh. I have some of those. And I don't really like the, like, the smell, the <clears throat> taste of it mm-hmm. or whatever. So it just sits there. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. So, how are you? It's I'm... been a hot minute since we've been <laughs> on this microphone. <laughs> we took a lunch break. We did. After we... chapter three, and now we're back. Yes, we record at least two episodes at a time. Yeah. Just because we do live a good chunk of time away from each other. And we're both busy. We're both busy. Mary, I have things on. to do. Yes. I gotta. I'm, I'm already in this basement office. Mm-hmm. 40 plus hours the for room work. requirement. I don't want to spend too much time in yes. this outside of Monday through Friday. Yes. Yeah. So we do um, try to do at least two episodes together. We're going to do three, three next, week. next weekend because of vacations. <laughs> and got a lot of vacations. Mm-hmm. I have shit going on every weekend from now until like the end of June. I hate it. We should probably like plan that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we your own We're going to get together after next weekend. Yes. That's why I like to just plan these things as quickly as possible. Yes. yes. Um, but it's fun doing this with you. It is. I like I like doing this with you as well. I like doing this with you. Mm-hmm. It's fun. And even though I was already like a Harry Potter nerd to begin with, once we started this, I was telling you this earlier, I've come across so many theories that I've mm-hmm. never heard of. And so my mind is slightly still being blown away mm-hmm. where, um, yeah, I have like a, a section of my brain right now that's still trying to pick apart a theory that I'm not going to talk about quite yet, but I just like accidentally read it. Um, oh, I have so much intrigue now. Well, it's kind of like me last episode when you said that they're using the trace to find Harry as they're trying to get away from Privet Drive. And I was it, like, what the fuck? I never even thought about that no. until you were actually reading it aloud to me. And I was like, yeah, it's probably the trace. Well, but- I'm glad that we found out <laughs> together within 30 seconds yes. of each other. 
Because I felt like a big old dork. <laughs> I liked your face. What the I'm hell? sorry. What? <laughs> come again? What else? We'll come across later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, There is something that I found out um, that I'm going to mention in this chapter. And I was like, what the heck? (laughs) That's kind of fucking cool. Excuse me? me? Yes. Well, I'm Abby. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And I'm a Hufflepuff. I'm Sarah. She, her, hers. And I'm a Gryffindor. And this is just our fun sisterly bonding day. Yep. Bing. <laughs> Harry it's Potter. Like hobby. It's a hobby. It's a an, an it's a little project. Yes. It's our ways to be creative. Because that is something that I definitely was very excited to do when we first started this. I was like, I just don't have anything creative that I'm doing. And I'm just not creative. <laughs> you are. Shut your mouth. Everybody's creative in different ways. Yes. I have yet to find mine. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> I'm still working on it. That's okay. You're still young. Um So we wanted to do something about Harry Potter because we talk about it a lot. We are constantly reading and rereading and listening and all that. And we just kind of wanted to, we wanted to do it because it is, you know, such a big part of our lives. Um, And it is, it's always been there for us during hard times. And, you know, it's our feel good series, but every episode we do want to address the views of the author and we just want to say in no uncertain terms that we strongly disagree with the views of the author. Her ideas are ignorant, disgusting, and harmful. She has added fuel to the fire of bigotry against marginalized people that have, are barely surviving as it is. Her views are destructive and dangerous, and her name will never be said on this podcast. While the author did create the books, she is no longer the reason why these books are so magical to either of us and the millions of fans worldwide. These books and the world that they have created are bigger than her small mind, bigger than her bigotry, and bigger than her. The books and characters and world have been there for us and the magic belongs to us all. To allow her to take that away from us is to allow her to control us. Harry Potter means more to us than that, more to us than the author ever will. Well said. Thank well you. Written. Well written, because we're obviously reading from a script. (laughs) Because we need a script, otherwise we get too distracted. We go way off topic. Like, I'm literally playing with a fucking sesame seed that came off of our burger, because I'm like, look how fun this is to play with. So good. No shame in commercial restaurants. Burger King, you've got a good impossible burger. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, that hit the spot. Oh, so good. And then the fries with the zesty sauce. Oh, forget about it. I went vegetarian like two, three years ago, something like that. And I'm going to a cookout later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I asked my friend, what should I bring? And she's like, no, 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 you don't have to bring anything. Um, we're just here to have a good time and chill and hang out. And I'm like, but am I going to have something to eat? Well, I have it. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe I'll bring a cheese board. But mm-hmm. what if she already has a cheese board? Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to bring like. White Claws, and maybe Chris and I will stop for second dinner on the way home. Oh, yeah. I need to eat. Yes. Maybe I'll bring the rest of these onion rings with me. Do That'd be really <laughs> fucking funny, actually. Purse onion rings. <laughs> Yay. Yes. <laughs> so, um, since we just read off chapter three, is there anything else that you're watching on TV? <laughs> um, anything else that you're, you're what currently What did I not tell you about? Uh, I think I put... No- oh, so... Last weekend, I hurt my back really bad, and 
So my husband and his youngest went to a soccer tournament out of town, and then I kept all the teenagers with me. Mm -hmm. It was super rainy. It was not a very cool weekend, but it was Mother's Day weekend, so I got to spend it with all the kids, which was really nice. And I made them watch... 16 Candles. Mm -hmm. Dylan did not watch that with us, so I think he was upstairs. Um, And the girls loved it because they all caught my movie references that I've been saying for Mm -hmm. years and years. Uh, Dylan then suggested we watch Knives Out, which I had seen. The girls had not. So good. So good. So good. it was really good re-watching it because mm-hmm. all the things that happened at the end. Yeah. you saw come out at the beginning and that was really good. It's a great movie. Man, Chris Evans. Ooh. Even as a I like dick. those chunky sweaters on him, man. Girl. And yeah, he was an asshole. Um, because you're an asshole. Um, yes, Knives Out is great. It was. We also watched 21 Jump Street, mm-hmm. which was hilarious. God, I freaking so love fun. that movie. It's so funny. We all, of course, died at the um, at the scene where they were taking the drugs and they were flipping out. <laughs> it was so like funny. the eyebrows come yes. like as a <laughs> And during the track meet, I have realized that I am be- other than like becoming a drug dealer. I feel like me and Matt are very similar to Dave Franco's character <laughs> when after the track meet, he's like, yeah, fascism sports don't, <laughs> yeah. don't participate. I was like, babe, is that us? <laughs> Dylan lost it whenever um, Jenna Hill was making the baton of penis. And he was like, mm-hmm. don't make your baton of penis. <laughs> Dylan laughed so hard at that. We all laughed, but yes. it was really funny watching you them. You painted friendship bracelets. You got his Taco Bell. <laughs> what did we watch last week? Oh, we watched um, I Love You, Man. Slap a yeah. piss. I'll be so. honest. It's been a long time since I've seen that, but Paul Rudd is <sighs> bonkers of a good actor. Oh, he's so great. He is so talented. I can't get into Ant-Man. No, I've not seen it. Oh, I'm so over superheroes. I kept falling asleep. Like, I tried to watch it, like, three times, and I just kept falling asleep. So I don't know if I was just really sick or mm-hmm. tired. Or maybe it was just the movie. I'm not really maybe. sure. I don't know. i so over superheroes. I just, I can't. I feel like I've just been, like, it's just constant. Yeah. There's way too many superhero things. Way too too many. many. They're all good. Yeah. But I can't keep them all straight now. Yeah. And now that we have, like, Marvel TV shows as well, mm-hmm. I loved WandaVision. That mm-hmm. was really good. And then your husband, Matt, and I, he went into a lot more theories. And Alexa went into a lot more theories. And I was like, what? When did this happen? And I am like, not going to lie. Uh, episode four on this, it made a reference to this movie. I'm like, what? I Like, it completely went over my head. I thought when yeah. you said your husband, Matt... That that was a fictional person who I have husbandized, <laughs> much like when I say my boyfriend Neville. No, it's actually I would, like your real life. Like husband. he swore in front of the government and God that he was going to hang out with me till he dies, I die, or we die at the same time. Yeah. But I was like, who's my husband, Matt? <laughs> uh, is that Matt? I was like, what TV show is this? Are we going back to <laughs> Knives Out? I don't think there was anybody named Matt in that movie. God. Um. <laughs> Yeah, classic. Good shows, but I tried to nerd with them and they just like completely out nerded mm-hmm. me. So I'm not well, keeping up. You're also talking to two Ravenclaws about stuff. Fucking nerds, man. Fucking nerds. Ravenclaws have taken over our house. That is the, the dominant house. We still need to take out Harry Potter. Chris. We do. What Chris's house? What Chris's house in? What house is Chris in? Um, I would say. He's a squib. He, yeah. Well, he's just a straight up muggle. McMuggle? 
He's a McMuggle. I was a capitalist. Say, I'm not really sure what I was going to say. <laughs> then I said muggle. So he is a muggle. Um, yeah, he's not a he's not a Harry Potter fan. He is not really. Um, I can't even tell you if he's watched all the movies. That's what shocks me the most is the people who there. If you haven't seen the if you haven't read the books, mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kiki and I were just talking about this. Um, our mutual friend Kiki. She is a very big Harry Potter fan. She's never read the books. She has not, but she could probably school you in all that trivia. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, like that, I can kind of understand. Yeah. But then when I see people who are like, "Oh, I've not even watched the movies," I'm like, "What did you guys fucking do for slumber parties and shit?" <laughs> like, how have you not seen the movies? Yeah. Like that. That part just baffles me. Well. So what this the books came out in ninety seven. Mm-hmm. So by ninety seven, Chris was already graduated high school. I know. I think he graduated in ninety seven. So he was already way far mm-hmm. gone. But um, I read the books to all of my kids, mm-hmm. and then Dylan read it on his own, and then mm-hmm. Darcy read it on her own. Mm-hmm. So um, they all know the series, but. They're also not as into it. Right. Um, I think out of all my kids, probably Grace probably knows the most. Not Sophia? She may know it. I don't know. She's in that touchy teenager age mm-hmm. where nothing is cool right now. <laughs> nothing that I bring up is cool. Yeah. So in a few years, I'll let you know how, okay. how much she's remembered. All right. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. What are you doing tonight? Parents are coming over. Nice. Yes, I was like, oh, maybe I can squeeze in a nap before mom and dad come over. And I'm like, no. As soon as it took us an hour and a half to figure out Audacity before our Just first episode. Record. Just to hit record. Just to hit record and hear my voice. Yep. Um, I was like, all right, we're not getting a nap today. No. So I'm going to haul ass home and then they're going to come over and then I'll probably fall asleep on my couch. And you know what? I'm totally for that. With the parents over or without the parents over? No. Once they leave. I don't know. Maybe if they don't leave, I'll just fall asleep on the couch. They know. They came over last week. No. Just a few days ago. Mm -hmm. Thursday. Thursday. I just like called them out of the blue. I was like, Mom, we have all the kids tonight. Nobody has practice and nobody's working. You should come over now so we can give you your gifts. Yeah. Because that's the biggest thing is trying to find all the kids in one house. Yeah. And so she came over. We gave her the gifts. And we were all hanging out. And then we started making dinner. We were just going to grill out. And we did end up having, I mean, there's seven of us already. So not including mom and dad. Not including mom and dad. So then mom and dad, we were like, we think we have enough food for everybody. We did. Okay. ended up staying for dinner, which it was really nice to hang out with them. I haven't hung out with them for a long Mm -hmm. time. I feel like everybody's just very busy. I do see mom and dad much more than you do, but Mm -hmm. mom and dad and I all work at the same place together. Yeah. (laughs) So I see them more often. Yeah. Um, And Mom is also the person in my office who, like, helps do things. Mm-hmm. And she was before I even got that position. <laughs> so I see our parents way more. So let's get into chapter four. <gasps> chapter notes. four. We got a chapter three. Go to chapter I almost four. started singing the Game of Thrones theme song. Like, do-do-do-do-do-do. Magical fantasy. world. Yeah. So, uh, chapter four, the keeper of the keys. How about the keeper of keys? (laughs) Every time I was thinking of the keeper of the keys, I kept thinking of gatekeeper from uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. And then I'd say, like, if someone asks you if you were a god, you you say yes. Chris and I say that to each other a lot. (laughs) I started saying that way more. There are some good movie. (laughs) 
There are some movie quotes that, like, I say on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. where I'm like, why the fuck am I saying this? And Matt does that, too. Yeah. And Broad City, which is an amazing TV show, yes. one of the characters, Alana, uh, she would say, like, what a fuck. <laughs> so Matt says that a lot. And there's this one scene um, where her and Abby get into a club, but they kind of sneak in. They act like they're at this party but they don't know anybody there. Mm-hmm. And Alana's like, in the club, we all fam. And Abby's like, what? And she, Alana's like, in the club, we all fam. And Abby's like, I don't know what you're saying. And Alana goes, in the club, we are all family. Are you racist? <laughs> <laughs> and Abby's like, no. But Matt will also be also say like, um, in the club, we all fam. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so he quotes Broad City a lot. <laughs> started to watch it i need to dude it's so good it's like honestly the finale is like top five best finales i've ever seen it's There's so way good too many tv shows going on i know i know you do yeah i know you do mary but i i will put it on my watch list okay above ted lasso <laughs> and anything else that no, dad has well, suggested ted ted lasso we watched before dad and i told him about oh, okay it. and then he's like hey, have you seen ted lasso yeah i told you about it dad bob that was me <laughs> But as a soccer family, and all we do is go to soccer games, we have watched Ted Lasso. It's you very funny. do watch a lot of Lasso games. Get this sesame seed away from me. I cannot <laughs> stop playing with it. Oh, you're going to love it over here because I see chocolate shavings right there. <gasps> oh. All I can see are, I'm like, those are from the French fries. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Don't let me leave without taking a ding-dong home. <laughs> yes, please take that box. <laughs> no, I'm not taking the box because then Matt's going to eat it all. Well, then I have to buy another box because I'll eat all these stupid ding-dongs <laughs> this week. Just hide it. Hide it from yourself. No, I know where I hide all this shit. <laughs> I just need to make it more difficult to find mm-hmm. or to go to. Mm-hmm. I can't put it next to my desk. That's bad. So, chapter four, four, The Keeper of Keys. Uh, This is Sarah, and I'll be doing the summary of it. So, the house is shaking. Verna comes running into the room with Harry and Dudley and a rifle, shouting, Who's there? I warn you, I'm armed. And the door smashes to the ground, and a giant is standing in the doorway. Wild hair, tangled beard with black eyes. He squeezes into the house so tall that he touches the ceiling. He stoops down, picks up the door, and puts it back in the frame. Turns around to the family and asks for a cup of tea. Sits on the couch with Dudley, tells him to scoot a great lump. Dudley bolts, hides behind Vernon, and the giant sees and recognizes Harry. He comments that Harry looks just like his father, and he has his mother's eyes. And the last time they were together, Harry was just a baby. Mm-hmm. Vernon loses it, of course. Yes. Uh, Demands that this guy leaves at once. So the giant stands up, grabs the gun from Vernon, and bends it into a knot. First off, um, pretty sure the UK has really strict gun laws. (laughs) Yes. He, like, if this said in America, I would totally see how he got that gun that easily. Last chapter, they were, like, making random turns. Yes. He would get out of the car, look around, sniff the air, and turn around the other direction. And at one point, he gets out of the car is gone for a little bit. He locks his family in the car. Mm -hmm. He leaves and he returns to the box. Mm -hmm. How did you find a gun, a rifle, this quick in the UK? I don't know if the laws were different in the 90s. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe this is why they're different. (laughs) Again, if this was America, he could just kind of say like, oh, I want a gun. And he could get one. I'm 
pretty sure I could just go to walk the, the local Walmart and somebody there wouldn't have a gun. Yes. Yeah. And I live in a nice neighborhood. You do. <laughs> also, how strong is Hagrid? I actually did some uh, some looking up on Hagrid. Okay. Hagrid. Oh, I turned my page. Let me get back. Hagrid, half giant uh-huh. on his mother's side, which mm-hmm. I'm very confused on different other reasons that we won't talk about. Oh, the, the pureness uh, and yeah. the vagina. I'm a little confused on that part. I don't quite understand the logistics. And I don't want to talk about this because my dad listens to this. <laughs> um, but anyway, Hagrid is half giant on his mother's side. Dad is a wizard. Mm-hmm. Hagrid is 11'6". Okay. That's pretty tall. Yeah. 289 pounds. No. He's got to be closer to four or five. I always thought that too. There, so this means that he is very lean. Yes. He's 289 at 11'6". That's not that. No. Like, it's not overweight. It's not how I pictured Hagrid. No. That is what Potterpedia says. No. So, yeah. I do not believe that for Uh -uh. a second. I would say 389. I would say 489. Because, yeah. Because he's so tall. tall. (laughs) He's just like a fucking pencil walking down the street. What is 11.6 divided by 2? How many inches is that? So if we go to eleven, by two. 11 feet times 12 inches plus 130. I don't even know the number she's saying. What is this equation? So he's literally me times two. Yeah. Because I'm 5'9 <laughs> on a really good day. 69. <laughs> Which is 69. Nice. Nice. Um, so he's two Sarahs. That's pretty tall. He is taller than a story in a building. Yeah. There and is then, no way he weighs that little. And that's my weight times two. Okay. So I couldn't even divide that in two. <laughs> to see what your weight is if I tried. I don't care if you do. Well, I can't do math but, with my head. So I mean, and I'm pretty lean. Mm-hmm. And and well, maybe we're comparing it to the movie too much. But no, the way that they describe him, they do not even in the first they chapter never say lean. No, <laughs> even in the picture of him in the paperback. Yeah, he looks large. Yeah, I mean, he kind of has a thigh gap, but I mean. I think it's probably just the way he's standing. It's just the way I'm standing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's a pretty big dude. Um, he is a Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. He is two years younger than Voldemort. So a couple of years ago, one of my many read-throughs, I in Chamber of Secrets, I don't know how I got on this, but I was like, wait a second, how old is Hagrid? Mm-hmm. And then I did the math mm-hmm. and I remember telling Matt, like, babe, Hagrid's like in his fucking 50s or something. Yeah. Or however old he was. And he's like, yeah, he went to school with Voldemort. And I was like, no, you don't understand. He, look how old he is. And I remember I texted you and you were like, girl, da, da, da. What the fuck? Da, da, da. I had no idea. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So Sarah didn't put the math together no. either. No, I sure didn't. <laughs> no, not it's at all. It's bananas to me. Yeah. His age. Um, did you know, can I give you, um, some information about the word Hagrid and like yeah. where he is from, like what he, the man, Hagrid the man, the name, so the name, so Hagrid's name is Rubius Hagrid. Mm-hmm. Hagrid is his last name. Um, Hagrid Rubes is the giant of the jewels in Greek mythology. Oh, okay. He was a kind giant in ancient Greek mythology. Zeus, chief of the gods, Framed him for murder. Sounds kind of familiar. Sounds very <laughs> familiar. Zeus banished him from Mount Olympus, home of the gods, but allowed him to take care of the animals. That's very, very this, familiar. <laughs> I was 
just as shook reading that as I was when you told me about the trace in last episode. I was like, I'm sorry, what? So you mean to tell me that the the Chamber of Secrets. (laughs) It's all based on Greek mythology. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. It's interesting. Did not know that. I know. Son of a bitch. It's moments like these where I feel like Buzz Lightyear in uh, Toy, <laughs> Toy Story, Story. who's like, all my years of studying at the Academy, gone! <laughs> I don't even know anything about my alma mater. Yeah, right? Yes. Was oh, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so Hagrid turns towards Harry, wishes him a happy birthday, and pulls out a box from inside his jacket pocket, and he pulls out a chocolate cake. Might have sat on it, but it tastes just the same. <laughs> Happy birthday, Harry, is written in green icing. This is his first birthday cake. Yes. That's so sweet. It's... Hagrid fucking bakes this himself, (laughs) writes the words, puts it in his pocket. Yes, and we learn later on, Hagrid is not a very good baker. No. His rock cake. Yes. So this is like only thing that Hagrid can Mm -hmm. make. Baked it himself, words and all. Yep. It's very sweet that he did this. Then he uh, rides like through the storm. To get mm-hmm. to Harry on his 11th birthday. Mm-hmm. And how awesome is it that he timed it just at midnight? I'm going to say... How magical was that? Coincidence. Yes. <laughs> Do you think Haggard was like waiting outside and he's like, hold on. Three, hold on, hold two, on. one. <laughs> and then like he meant to just like very lightly knock and then he ended up like shaking the... I, how did I yeah. say it last episode? The shake. He shaked the shack. Or no, he shacked the shake. I don't <laughs> fucked it up no matter Whatever what I said. The wrong part was. <laughs> Just reverse yeah. the well, order. Well, this house was, it looked like it was falling apart. Mm-hmm. Or sounded like it was falling mm-hmm. apart. He probably did like a night, nice light lock, knock. Yeah. See, words are hard. A nice light knock. Mm-hmm. And the door probably just, yeah, it had enough from the storm and that was just its last straw. Um, very kind of him to put the door back. Oh, yeah. Like in the moment. Yes. So sometimes it takes fucking forever for a guy to do something. I'm not sure why. Every time I ask Matt to do something, he likes to respond with, when a man says he's going to do something, he will. No (laughs) No need to remind him every four months. Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Just put the fucking clock back up, please. But I... (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Oh, Mary. (laughs) It is very sweet that he, he probably knew that Harry would not have the best upbringing because he knew of the Dudleys before. He said he was warned that there might be trouble getting Yes. Um, but he did not really expect this much. He didn't know it was going to be that bad. Mm-hmm. But he still said, you know what? I'm going to bake this kid a birthday cake because he doesn't have his parents. He's living with these shitheads. As we go through the book, then we really see how loyal um, Hagrid is to the right people. He should have been in Hufflepuff. He is. I don't know. He's. I think he's a good Gryffindor. I think he's a good Gryffindor too. But with seeing how loyal he is, and we'll get more in chapters and chapters. How I don't. I think some of the houses that were selected for characters and the traits of houses. My possible controversial opinions on them. Maybe his dad was a Gryffindor, and Hagrid wanted to be a Gryffindor as well. Mm-hmm. So he asked the hat. Maybe let's look Maybe. that up. I'm actually gonna look that up. So it does not say on Harry Potter Wikipedia. Really? No. He has a very short biography. Doesn't say. It doesn't even give him his first name. It says Mr. Hagrid. It's like, oh, wow. Don't don't give me too much there. Well, his father did apparently die pretty early on. Mm-hmm. So 
It's sad. Yeah. Uh, Harry finally musters up enough courage to ask who this giant is. Ruby is Haggard, keeper of keys and grounds at Hogwarts. And they shake hands, probably giving Harry um, his first good battle of the entire series, because we, we hear a lot of bones crack from Hagrid. Um, and then Hagrid politely asks for liquor. <laughs> uh, this man I has been here for five minutes. <laughs> I mean, he he's already asked for tea. The storm. That's very true. In the rain, mm-hmm. in the lake, in a boat. So, yeah. Uh, what did he say? He apparently doesn't have very much body fat because... He's, like, super tall and lean. Yes. Jealous. <laughs> I know. How did he... Oh, what about that tea, eh? He said, rubbing his hands together. I'd not say no to something stronger if you've gotten in mind. You're asking an 11-year-old. <laughs> He's <Enough>. asking the room. <laughs> Anybody got some liquor? Although, I mean, not an 11-year-old, but sometimes when, you know... There's teenager around like anybody got me Adderall? <laughs> no, anybody? I'm always willing. I'm going to start saying that to all the parties. Does anybody have any Adderall or liquor? Do you know, some of you would probably give it to you. Yeah. We all have that one friend who probably has just something on him. I was talking to a manager of another office and I've been taking care of their phones for like months because it's this whole thing. But he called me to thank me. And he's like, oh, it's just been so stressful trying to do all this. Lots of Xanax. And I was like, okay, if you have some, like, can you please, like, I'm not joking. Yeah. Can you please send me some Xanax? Yes. <laughs> um, he just, just laughed. Little, just a scooch. Yeah. <laughs> a pill? I don't know. Just they come in pills? A snort? <laughs> uh, Hagrid pulls a kettle, sausages, a teapot, mugs bottle of amber liquid out of his pockets and starts the fire in the grate. Of course, it smells amazing with the sausage and Dudley starts fidgeting because he's hungry. He's needy. Well, I don't even think he's needy. No. Well, maybe not in this moment. Yes. But overall, he is very needy. Yes. But they had stale cornflakes and tomatoes, on tin toast. tomatoes on toast. And then there were those empty chip bags. Yeah. So there may have been other meals that we just didn't hear about because these chips kind of came out of nowhere. No, he said he has provisions. Vernon got it at one of the hotels. Oh, okay. Um, Vernon shuts that down pretty quick and Hagrid pokes fun at Chubby Dudley. Um, There's so much fat shaming in this book. I know. <laughs> Vernon says sharply, don't touch anything he gives you, Dudley. And the giant ch- chuckled darkly you great puddin' of a son don't need fattening anymore, Dursley, don't worry. But at the same time, he's looking at two very overweight people compared to two very skinny people. Because mm-hmm. Harry is very undernourished. Yes. <laughs> and he can see the situation. While he does poke fun at him, this, clear- this child is clearly being starved. Right. But let's change Hagrid for CPS. <laughs> like... Child Protective Services comes in and sees a very well-nourished child and then a not-so-nourished child. They're not going to be like, hey, porky fatty pants. That's not what Hagrid's here for. (laughs) Well, I don't know. So Harry again asks who this giant is. I'm sorry, who are you? Hagrid introduces himself and he said, well, you'll know all about Hogwarts, of course. And Harry, of course, knows nothing of Hogwarts, and Hagrid Loki's loses it with the Dursleys again. Mm-hmm. Hagrid kind of has a, a short temper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, 
he reacts. And we talked about this yes. a few episodes ago. I react very badly, mm-hmm. so I'm starting to realize that I may react too much. Thanks, Hagrid. Um, <laughs> do you mean to tell me this boy knows nothing about anything, anything of our world, your parents' world? Um, I think Harry even is like, okay, man, I know shit. <laughs> I know I math. I was like... I know some stuff. I know math I know. and things. If I were a kid and be like, Sarah doesn't know anything. You don't know anything, Sarah. I'd be oh, like, okay. Really? <laughs> I mean, I, do, I don't know a lot, but I do know some stuff. I don't know much. Seriously. But I know how. <laughs> uh, Bernie goes very pale, starts muttering. Hagrid tells Harry he and his parents are famous. Uh, Harry kind of doubts it, questions it, and then Vernon shouts at Hagrid to stop. Forbids him to say anything more. Hagrid yells at Vernon. You never told him. You never told him in the, what was in the letter that Dumbledore left for him. You've kept it from him all these years. I'm very curious as to what was written in this letter. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it was that important, why didn't anybody check up on this guy? Mm-hmm. Um, There's like a lot a, of blaming. A high level check over yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. What was Fig doing? <laughs> Well, it's not her responsibility. But it's if not Dumbledore purely. placed her there in order to watch after Harry, he's undernourished and he doesn't know shit. But how close can she even get? I mean, she doesn't have any powers. She can't, you know, do anything as other than the muggle way, which is knocking on the door and saying like... Right, but she does see him at least once a year when she watches him for Dudley's birthday. But that's just once a year. That's... Ten visits over his whole... Nine visits over his whole life. Yes. Yes. On the other side, if you invite a kid into your house and he's starving and eating everything in sight, you're probably like, you know what? This kid might be starving. But do we know that he was eating everything in sight? Right. Yeah. You know, it never explicitly says. So he could be coming over and Vernon could have told him beforehand, like, don't fucking talk. Just mm-hmm. keep to yourself and we won't have any problems. And then he does exactly that. And she could just be seeing this as, like, the kid's just quiet. Like, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. So it's not all just Mrs. Fig's responsibility. Oh, you no. know, like, if Dumbledore wanted him to be protected, then he should have done things to be better protected. I saw, Physically, he's okay. Yes. <laughs> maybe. Other than under malnourished. I did see something on somewhere. All the trauma is what made you who you are today. And it made you strong. And it was like, I didn't need to be strong. I was a child. I needed to be loved. And it's like, yes. Like Mm -hmm. I saw a TikTok today. The same thing, but it was Mm -hmm. put on a funny part. Mm -hmm. It was like, all the trauma made you who you are today. She's like, well, maybe I don't want to be like this. I need mental stability. I saw that. (laughs) Yes, it's so true. Uh, Hagrid agrees. Oh, there. Hagrid tells Harry. No. Oh, yeah. Actually, um, so Hagrid pulls out a kettle, sausages, teapot, mugs, bottle of amper, all that. Mm-hmm. How Meanwhile, unfair is it? I can't even fit my car keys into my pocket. <laughs> yes. You know why he's got so much stuff in his in his stuff? Stuff in his stuff? <laughs> Pockets. Serious. Yes. I can't. <laughs> Fit. I can't fit my headphones in my pocket. No. Bulging out. <laughs> like a pee I can't pee. fit my car keys. Every time mm-hmm. we go somewhere, I have to ask Chris to carry my mm-hmm. car keys or carry. Some of them, I don't even have real pockets in the front. Yeah. What am I supposed to fucking do with this? Right. 
If I'm walking around the office and I have to take my AirPod out for some reason, I have to hold it in my hand Mm -hmm. like a fucking peasant. I Mm -hmm. can't even put it in my pants. Yeah, yeah, for reals. It is 2021. I don't need. Let me have some fucking pocket packet. Nope. I'm not asking for cargo pants. No, I don't need cargo pants. I would just like to have jeans that are not skin tight. Mm -hmm. I'm not quite ready for mom jeans, even though those are supposedly coming back. Yes. But I would like enough room to put my headphones or car keys in yes. there. Even a debit card. Yeah. Credit or debit? Neither, because I don't have any pockets. We should not have to resort to putting everything in our bra. Yes. Oh, my God. Because <sighs> then everybody shames you and be like, you're going to get booby cancer. And it's like, well. I don't know where else to put it. Where else am I supposed to put this? Yeah. Seriously. Up your ass. Seriously. <laughs> Shove it up your butt. <laughs> Ew. Hagrid tells Harry he's a wizard. And handsome is Hogwarts letter at last. Signed by Minerva McGonagall. And it states, please hold. Dear Mr. Potter, we are pleased to inform you that you have been accepted at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Please find enclosed a list of all necessary books and equipment. Term begins on September 1. We await your owl by no later than July 31st. Yours sincerely, Minerva McGonagall. Deputy Headmistress. So, today is now July 31st. Mm-hmm. Owl's due by July 31st. Wait till last minute, Hagrid. Mm-hmm. I wonder what would have happened if they were like, oh, let's give him one more day. And like Hagrid got stuck in the storm or yes. whatever. Like, is he not allowed to go in now? Interesting. Is there late acceptance? I mean, for... I mean, I feel... Harry Potter, they would probably yes. allow it. Yes, they would probably say, you know what... For the boy who lived, just come on in. But what about Neville? He's always losing shit. What if his grandma was like sending this this acceptance letter mm-hmm. and he forgets or he loses Augustine? or something? Yeah, I guess. What I do like what uh, Neville, what my boyfriend's grandmother does in a future book where she sends something to McGonagall yes. directly. She's like, I'm taking Neville out. Mm-hmm. She's going right to the, the source yeah. if he needs this. Because he's going to fuck it up. So what if we're not, he's not going to fuck it up. He just. No, it's just some of us. Have you ever lost something that was just in your hands? Mm -hmm. I have. I do it all the time. Mm -hmm. I know. It's just bad luck. It's not bad luck. It is. Because you're not doing it on purpose. It's just all the luck. I don't know. So if Neville would have forgotten or whatever to send his owl, is he no longer allowed? Or is he Mm -hmm. like held back a year? Oh, I wonder how they do that. Mm-hmm. Because most of the characters always pass their classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they don't, they just don't take, like, right, the next year's worth. Class. Yeah. Curious. Very, very curious. Yeah. Harry questions the owl part, and Hagrid pulls a tiny owl out of his coat, scribbles a note to Dumbledore saying he has Harry, and then throws the owl outside into the storm. That poor owl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's probably, like, manhandled, like, super yes. hard court by this giant. I picture, like, this tiny little owl that's probably, like, smaller to normal size adults mm-hmm. and so he's probably like a little pebble in Hagrid's yeah dustbin sized hands and he just like tosses it trash can sized hands <laughs> yes. feet the size of dolphins okay baby dolphins harsh <laughs> that's way harsh ty way harsh ty. <laughs> you're a virgin who can't drive <laughs> felt really bad saying that line because at the time i was a virgin who couldn't drive <laughs> You know who loves that movie is Grace. Oh, I she love that. that movie. It's a good movie, man. It really is. It slaps. Is that what the kids are saying? Yeah, Gracie tells me everything slaps nowadays. That slaps. I don't understand me neither. how that means it's good. Sophia says yeet. 
all the time. Don't know what that means. So as a joke, I say yeet with everything. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Mommy, that's not how you say that. <laughs> that's how you know you become yeet. a boomer. <laughs> Am I saying it right? Am I oh, saying it right? <laughs> Vernon again tells Harry, or tells Hagrid, Harry is not going. He said... Petunia and him swore that they would put a stop to this and stamp it out of Harry. Harry is floored that the Dursleys knew this much information, and Petunia confirms her sister was a witch, calls Lily a freak, always with toads, frog spawn, turning teacups into rats, and her parents were always somehow proud of her. Her sister met that potter, left, got married, and had Harry. Petunia knew Harry would be just as strange and as abnormal as her sister. And her sister went and got blown up. And then, of course, they got stuck with Harry. Okay, one, stamp it out of Harry. Jesus Christ, guys. We swore to put it into this and we would stamp it out of Harry. I'm telling you, this is like gay conversion therapy. Like, whatever they can do to Mm -hmm. get him to not be magical, Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll be fine with. Yeah. It's fucking disgusting. (laughs) The things that they say that they're fine with doing. Calls her a freak. So this guy lost his mom, but his aunt, her sister, calls her a freak. And we knew you would be just as strange and as abnormal as her. So Harry processes his, finds his voice and says, blown up. You told me they died in a car crash. Yes, Hagrid, step up to the extreme. A scandal. Harry Potter not knowing his own story when every kid in our world knows his name. Harry asks Hagrid what happened to his parents. And Hagrid becomes very solemn and very sad and quiet. A little worried. Uh, He doesn't think he's the right person to tell Harry. But he doesn't want him to go to school not knowing. I I think Hagrid is probably the best person to tell Harry. Yes. Because Hagrid's not dumb. Mm Mm-hmm. But he does kind of have a childlike sense of being. He's very mm-hmm. loyal, very quiet, very calm. Mm-hmm. I do think McGonagall would have done a good job. And I think Dumbledore yes. would have done a good job too. But there was something just with Hagrid that was probably the perfect point. Yes. Ideally, if anybody could have told him, Petunia would have raised him, telling him age-appropriate versions, mm-hmm. age-appropriate stories of yeah. what happened. Mm-hmm. Um in the moment, Hagrid's the right person to tell. Yes. Because Petunia just mentioned Lily. Mm-hmm. And that could have been the first time she talked about her sister mm-hmm. in fucking years. Oh, yeah. And what does she do? She calls her freak. She does Strange, not. abnormal. Yes. And you've gone and blown herself up. She does not show any sort of um, grief or mm-hmm. thing other than Emotional anger. Attachment. Yeah. It's her sister. Now. I get it. Everybody has different, you know, it's a very strange relationship between the two of them. But that's really a strange. Yes. To say that, and especially in front of the child Mm. who lost that parent. Mm -hmm. I do think McGonagall would have been the best person. Yeah. Again, I wonder if, you know, if Harry did not look so much like James and instead looked like Lily, Mm -hmm. would Petunia have treated him this way? If that was like a little Lily. I would like to hope that she would see her little sister all over again mm-hmm. and then just like do what she wished she did the first time. But she still wasn't a fan of the wizardry. So right. she still would have tried to stamp it out of him. Yeah. So Hagrid begins the story of telling Harry for the first time. Harry agrees. Harry should know. 
How about 100 degrees? Here you should know. Tells him he doesn't know everything. Parts are still a mystery. It begins with a person called, I can't believe you don't know his name. Everyone in our world knows his name. I don't like saying the name if I can help it. No one does. People are still scared. This wizard went bad, as bad as you could go. Worse. Worse than worse. His name was Voldemort. This wizard went looking for followers 20 years ago and got them. Some of the followers wanted a bit of the power. Some of them were afraid to say no. Dark days. You didn't know who you could trust. Didn't get friendly with the stranger. Terrible things happened. He was taking over and whoever stood up to him, he killed him. One of the only safe places left was Hogwarts. Dumbledore was the only wizard Voldemort was afraid of. I kind of love this because after all these years, everything bad that Voldemort has ever done, all the people he has killed, the lives he has torn apart, he is afraid of his high school teacher. (laughs) He's like, "Mm -mm, I don't fuck with that guy. Nope. He bad. I'm tapping out. (laughs) Which, I mean, hey, I have like nightmares about high school still. I graduated 10 plus years ago. Mm -hmm. I still get like nightmares that... I don't remember my locker combination. <laughs> I am about to go on stage and Mr. Wilson is yelling at me because I don't know my lines. Totally get it. I just, I always try to take it to like real life. Mm-hmm. Like Harry Potter, he's just a fucking jock. Voldemort, he's just scared of his high school teacher. <laughs> yeah. Um, while I don't share quite that many nightmares over high school, there Anxiety. are Anxiety. <laughs> there are still teachers that I'm like, Ugh, that guy was a dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no more than that. But, I mean, Dumbledore was pretty powerful. He was. <laughs> and he did not hold his tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hagrid tells Harry his mom and dad, uh, they were both the head boy and head girl at Hogwarts. Hagrid says Voldemort thought maybe he could persuade Lily and James, or maybe he wanted them out of the way. Voldemort turned up in the village you were all living on Halloween night ten years ago. Harry, you was just a year old. And Voldemort went to their house, and Hagrid starts bawling at this time. Hagrid says he knew Harry's parents and that they were just the nicest people. You know who killed them, or you know who killed them, and he tried to kill you. Hagrid tells Harry, wanted to make it a clean job, or maybe he just liked killing by then, but he couldn't do it. Do you ever wonder how you got that mark on your head? That's no ordinary cut. That's what you get when a powerful, evil curse touches you. And that's why you're famous, Harry, because no one has ever lived. I do like that. Yes, you know, we talked earlier about how Hagrid always, he just reacts. Mm -hmm. I love how he does not fuck around with toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. And he just like shows his emotions. Mm -hmm. Like we learn later how motherly, you know, Mm -hmm. he can be, how protective and caring he can be over some things. Yes. And he's just going to straight up cry if he feels like, if that's what his emotions are. He does not. Yeah. He does not fuck with like hiding that stuff. And I love that. And it sounded like he was pretty close with Lily and James Mm -hmm. too. They were both in the order together they mm-hmm. were both fighting the same fight so yeah he was he was tight with him and it yeah. still hurt him as harry's follow as harry follows along with the story he remembers the flash of green light again but this time more clearly and now he remembers something for the first time a cold high cruel laugh Hagrid tells harry he was the one that took him from the ruined house that night on dumbledore's orders vernon interrupts them 
load of old tosh, he says, and Harry jumps because he actually forgot that the Dursleys were there. Because <laughs> um, that is a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, oh, and if it's a powerful moment. story. I, yeah. And it, everything else goes away. directed right at you. You were mm-hmm. part of the story. You're learning about your parents for the first time in mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. Harry looks over at them and notices Vernon's fists are clenched. Vernon says, there's something strange about you. Probably a good beating wouldn't have cured. Your parents were weirdos and the world is better off without them. Jesus. What a fucking dick. Man. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I know your parents were murdered, but not that bad. This is like new love for Dursley. Yes. Man, you can't just go telling kids that. No. You shouldn't be telling anybody that. Yes. Except maybe your therapist, so they can help you work through those feelings. Therapy. Therapy plug. Therapy plug for the the day, for the episode. Therapy. It's just to be in that mindset to say... To anybody, regardless of age. Well, I don't like them. They're weird. And I'm glad they're not here anymore. Mm -hmm. You have to be the bigger person. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you know, he, his mind is just so small. Yeah. It's just, it's sad. (laughs) Yeah. As a kid who knows he doesn't look anything like Santa Nicole. Mm -hmm. So he probably knows that he looks just like his mom and dad. Mm -hmm. One of them. He knows he's a little bit off. You know, he's not like his aunt, uncle, and cousin. Mm -hmm. And to be that old and just wanting to be accepted by the only family that you've ever known. And then they straight up call you a freak and we should beat you. (laughs) And um, they were weirdos and you're just like them. Jeez. It's like, cool. Awesome. Can't (sighs) wait to fucking, like, stay here for the rest of my life. This, I'm not saying it's the same level. This is like Menendez brothers mm-hmm. because they were like abused by their parents, mm-hmm. both physically, emotionally, and sexually. Mm-hmm. And that's why they kind of snapped. Um, so, I mean, just maybe like be a little bit nicer. Therapy. Therapy. <laughs> it's good for you and Everybody. for me. Haggard jumps off the sofa, pulls out a pink umbrella from inside his coat and points at it straight at Vernon. I'm warning you, Dursley. I'm warning you. One more word. Vernon slumps against the wall and quiets. I like that he finally stands up and points a pink umbrella at Yes. Well, he was like, I will give you a warning. I'm not just going to beat your ass. <laughs> I'm going to tell you one more time and I'm going to beat one your ass. One more word and I'm going to fucking beat you. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> Harry has a thousand questions. What happened to you know who? Hacker's not really sure. He says that he vanished the night that he tried to kill Harry. Said some think he died, though that's not what Hagrid thinks. Some thinks he's still out there, biding his time. Hagrid doesn't agree with this either. Most think he's out there somewhere, but too weak to carry on. Something about Harry finished off you-know-who that night, though. So instead of being proud, Harry doesn't think he could actually be a wizard. He probably thinks that he's got this wrong. How could he have beat this powerful wizard, but have been bullied his whole life by all three Dursleys? Hagrid chuckles and asks Harry if he's ever done anything that he can't explain. So Harry thinks of all the times that he's run away from Dudley, been punched by Dudley. He had been angry or upset, managed to somehow climb the school building, grow his hair back, and even set off a boa constructor on Dudley. That was just in the past year. Mm-hmm. Also, I 
loved in that first chapter, second chapter, um, when Harry was running from Dudley and he said that he meant to jump behind the trash can and he somehow landed on top of the school and he thought that the wind caught him. I was just jumping, I don't know, and the wind caught me, and I now I'm on top of the school. Listen, I lived in Chicago for a while. It is very windy there, and I had a friend. She was very, very petite, and I was often afraid that she would be blown away. I was like, you need to hold to my hand, because I weigh more than you do, and I will keep you grounded, literally. It's so funny. I thought that part was hilarious. I don't know. I was just like walking, and I tried to jump. And then the wind just, it just picked me up. me up and put me on top of the school. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. I don't know. It just happens. Hagrid sees Harry come to this realization that he did do all of these magical things. And so does Vernon. So Vernon again tries to stop Harry from going. Telling both Hagrid and Harry he'll be going to Stonewall Hall. Stonewall High and he'll be grateful. Hagrid counters by telling Vernon Harry's name has been down to go since the birth to the finest school of witchcraft and wizardry under the greatest headmaster ever, Albus Dumbledore. Vernon can't quiet <laughs> for the love of God. He's got a shaft giant fuck up. Like, <laughs> literally threatening him. He's like, nope, can't, not. Do you think Petunia's like, shut the fuck up, Vernon, for once in your stupid life. Just shut yes. up. Shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> like, she is... So she knew about Voldemort, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, she knew she of Dumbledore, Howler. Mm-hmm. Later on, so she has to know how powerful wizards are, and yes. she still sees her dumbass husband standing up, maybe trying to fight a giant. So it's like little man syndrome. Yes. <laughs> Just he's sit got down, a big old dick. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge to that. Apparently, you would know more than I do. When you give birth, your brain, like, blocks it out afterwards. So you forget how terrible giving birth is true. That's why people have multiple children. Yes. Because you don't remember how painful it was. So what if she, like, remembers the idea of magic Mm -hmm. and wizardry and she knows her feelings on it, but she doesn't know what they actually can achieve? And accomplish. Or maybe she was in, um, like, she just didn't think it was magic that was happening. Like, yeah. Trick the eyes or something. Yep. Yeah. I get it. I get true. shifty eyes sometimes, too. And I'm like, what just happened there? Did that kid just jump a building? That kid just <laughs> jumped a whole fucking building. Maybe got caught by the wind. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's really windy. <laughs> Bernie can't handle not being in charge or being told what to do. So he screams at Hagrid. I'm not paying for some crackpot old fool to teach him magic tricks. I love the name calling. Crackpot. Oh, hey. yeah. Crackpot. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he, um, Hagrid tells him, you know, uh, Harry's name has been down since birth. Mm-hmm. And we find out, like in Half Blood Prince, that they keep like a fucking registry of wizard children that are born. At least, yeah. you know, half-blood, pure-bloods. Yeah. Because um, when Dumbledore talks to Mrs. Cole, the mm-hmm. orphan director, he says, like, he's been on our, our list and on our radar for a really long time. Which so, is weird because yes. she gave birth in a muggle hospital. Yes. Um, her family was kind of living off-grid. Yeah. Was her gynecologist a wizard? Sure. Like, did somebody just happen to pass? Maybe it was the trace. Well... The trace can tell when people do tricks. Well, how no, old was Merope? 
Marope or Marope when she gave birth. Huh. How old was she? I think she was 19. So okay. the trace would have left. So, well, um, uh, somebody from the ministry, Bob something in Half-Blood Prince, goes to that, that house, the gaunt mm-hmm. house, and he knows that Marope is there. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure, just like based on context clues, that they were... Um, somebody was like, hey, this guy is possibly being under a spell by a witch. Mm-hmm. He's a muggle. Because that's what Dumbledore thinks is that Marope put Tom Riddle Sr. Mm-hmm. on a love spell. Did so, she, and somebody verified that, that she did put her, put him under a love spell, but then she stopped feeding him the love spell yes. and just wanted him to love her for her. Yes, that was in Half-Blood Prince. Um, Dumbledore tells Harry that. Okay. And he's like, you know, do you think it was that or the Imperius curse? And Dumbledore's like, it's probably a love potion. She probably thought that that was more romantic. Mm-hmm. She eventually stopped doing that when she was pregnant because she wanted him to love her for real. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Once that happened, he was like, no, 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 we're not doing this. Yeah, and leaves. That ain't me. So maybe if muggles are put under magic, that's like tracked at the ministry. Mm-hmm. And then Maybe. that's how they knew that she was knocked up is because mm-hmm. they saw what kind of magic it was. So I don't know. Maybe she if anybody can verify this, please tell us. One day. Yeah. And hey, man. Like, is that Marope? 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 Marope. I don't know how to pronounce it. I always said Marope. Uh, I always said Marope as well. But then Jim Dale pronounces it Marope. Oh, and he genius. also pronounces it Lestrange instead of Lestrange. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Le- Lestrange sounds very country bumpkin. Very American. (laughs) Very American. We're just Americanizing everything. Vernon is definitely not a small man, but I imagine uh, Vernon kind of cowering just a bit when Hagrid grabs his pink umbrella, thunders, never insult Albus Dumbledore in front of me. Uh, Because I would probably be the same. Mm -hmm. Some almost 12-foot man stood up and pointed a pink umbrella at me. I'd probably sit my ass down, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Sit your ass down, boy. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Hagrid should have said. Yes. Hagrid swishes the umbrella down, points it directly at Dudley, and there's a crack, a a flash of violet. Dudley howls in pain, grabs his butt, and starts jumping and dancing around. Dudley turns around, and there's a pig's curly tail sticking out of his pants. Vernon and Petunia scream in horror, grab Dudley, cast a terrified look at Hagrid, and run into the back bedroom, slamming the door. First off, Hagrid's doing some cool-ass magic right mm-hmm. here. He For somebody who didn't get their GED or graduate, yeah, it's pretty good. He got kicked out in his third year. Yeah. He just started fire in the grate. He <laughs> pointed his wand umbrella at Dudley. Didn't say anything. Turn him into a pig. He does say um, he uh, shouldn't have lost his temper. It didn't work anyway. He tried to turn him into the pig. Um, but he was already so piggish-like that mm-hmm. maybe the tail wasn't the only thing left. So, um, yeah, I'm actually kind of impressed with how oh, great yeah. all this magic. I did read somewhere that whenever he was expelled, they snapped his mm-hmm. wand into yes. two. And that's what's now, in the umbrella. Yeah, but we know that you can't work with a broken wand, right? Because Ron mm-hmm. actually breaks his wand in the second book. Mm-hmm. And he tries to spell the tape together and it doesn't work. So, spoiler alert, <laughs> Dumbledore has the Elder Wand, right? 
Oh my god, you're blowing my mind right now. Dumbledore used the Elder Wand to fix this wand because he knew that Haggard wasn't guilty of this later yes. on in book two. And then he's yeah. like, put it in your umbrella. Let's disguise he it. it. He puts it in the, in the umbrella and he has to stay there just to kind of keep a watch over. So he is truly working with a real fixed wand. Yeah, there. I never even thought of that. Isn't that weird? Oh my God. When I read that, I was like, oh, son of a bitch. That was a theory I have never heard of. Yeah. Damn, I girl. What, in there. <laughs> what else you got? I'm pretty sure that's everything. <laughs> Hagrid's pockets, nonverbal. Do you think his loyalty. pockets had undis- un- undetected extension Ooh, charm? Probably right. That's what we need. We don't need bigger pockets. We just need that undetectable yes. enlarging charm or whatever it's called. <laughs> we need Viagra for our bags. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just the pockets. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> um, That's probably so, what it was. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, so, I don't even, I can't even finish this chapter now. <laughs> I can finish this chapter. Okay, you do it, Mama. Hagrid says, shouldn't have lost my temper. Don't, uh, didn't work anyway. He should have turned into a pig. Be grateful if you didn't mention that to anyone at Hogwarts. Not supposed to do magic. Harry asks Hagrid why he isn't allowed to do magic anymore. anymore. And Hagrid says he was expelled from school in his third year. And his wand was snapped. And then it was fixed. <laughs> Dumbledore took Hagrid on as gamekeeper. Harry asks why Hagrid was expelled. And Hagrid says it's getting late. And they've got a lot to do tomorrow. Uh, they have to head into town to get Harry's books. Hagrid takes off his huge black jacket, gives it to Harry, and um, kind of lays down on the couch to go to sleep. So, again, Harry's on the floor. <laughs> but it also sounds like yes. Dudley's also on the floor yes. of his parents' bedroom, which is always fun. Also, that jacket of Hagrid's was probably so like comfy cozy well it's Hagrid, like probably like a fucking air Hagrid mattress always wears moleskin coats uh-huh moleskin is like crazy comfortable oh, i love that um it's super super soft like um chris has a motorcycle mm-hmm. and we always take really long rides like on the weekends that we don't have kids and my butt hurts when we get off that bike finally so i started doing research and they always say put moleskin on your seat because it just gives it like a really good cushion Mm -hmm. so he's wearing like a a straight up cushion over so he probably has like i hope like he did like a a sleeping bag type deal and he probably like slept on a pillow that's how i always took it as yeah but that's what Harry just kind of like wrapped probably himself like in wrap that. him around it like four or five mm-hmm. times, just like roll like a burrito. Oh hell yeah! He's he I want that burrito blanket good. so bad. <laughs> yes. And I want um, the mermaid fishtail. Yeah, thing. but I have so many blankets. Yeah, I don't need any more blankets. Look at this room right here. I have I don't need any more, but I room. want more. I, I have four pillows, giant pillows. Come close. So, good chapter. Good I'm chapter. Fell- good I'm review. Glad, I'm glad we're. Meeting new people. Mm-hmm. Dursleys are fucking boring, man. <laughs> well, I mean, how many times can we read that they abused a child? We we get, get it. it. You're bad people. We need to move on to other people. Mm-hmm. So Hagrid, he's a good start. He is. He's such a good character. He I love him. Is yeah. I did a little bit of research on him, but they don't go too much into his background. Mm-hmm. Just that he had a um, a giant mother, human 
dad. Dad passed away young. We don't even know dad's name. Mm-mm. Um, we don't know where he died from. No, it said the mom's name, and I can't. It starts with it. an F, and it I can't does. ever pronounce it. It's yeah. said in Order of the Phoenix. Oh, okay. I did research, like in Potter Wikipedia. I can spell it for you, but I can't pronounce it. <laughs> oh, it's Friedwulfa. There you go. I was just gonna say Friedwolf. <laughs> I thought I'd be That's a little bit more extra. <laughs> Fred Wolf. Um, good cover. Thank you. you thank good. you. It's a good chapter. It is. Kind of like uh, seeing Vernon put in his place mm-hmm. by a giant. Don't be a dick. Um, DBAA. Don't be an asshole. Yes. Um, Petunia, this is a very quiet chapter for her, even for Dudley. Mm-hmm. It seems like it was just like all Vernon and Hagrid shouting mm-hmm. at each other. But um, <laughs> Breaking news. Two guys yell at each other a bunch. <laughs> Yeah. Like, wow, something new and different things. Cool. <laughs> Good chapter. Next up, we'll do chapter five. Digging Alley. A little bit. Digging Alley. Digging Alley. <laughs> what book are you really excited to cover? Uh, so my favorite book is Half-Blood Prince. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. Mm-hmm. But the most undervalued book is um, either The Goblet of Fire mm-hmm. Yeah, I say Goblet of Fire. Mama, are you reading my fucking mind? That one is so good. It's so good. And I hate the movie adaptation God, so for it. They missed so much in that in that movie. And I will say the director was like, it's such a big book. It we have to keep, was, we have to rein yeah. it in. If it didn't deal with Harry's growth and his storyline, it got cut. So I understand why Spew got cut. Yes. I understand, you know, why, like... The winky. winky or like, where Barry the fuck Crouch. is this? People, how are they figuring out our secrets? Mm-hmm. It Rita Skeeter yeah. stuff. And I get it. Yeah. This is why I think that Harry Potter should be redone as a TV series. Ooh, yes. Each season is a book. Each yeah. episode or two episodes is a chapter, mm-hmm. depending on what you can get. I would. I would. Pay I for would. That. Absolutely. I would pay for that. that. I would go fund it. I would do anything. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. So you're the same. Yeah. Uh, Half-Blood has always been one of my favorite books. I feel like um, I really like Dumbledore and Harry's relationship in it because it was so bad in the previous book, Order Mm -hmm. of the Phoenix. There was just a lot of character growth. In that yes, book. very much you so. You finally saw like the circle completing. Yes. And then, um, but Goblet of Fire, even though it's the fourth book, in the series, that's like the one that I really started reading and getting into Harry Potter. Yeah. That was the book that I remember um, dad and I went to Wisconsin one year to visit grandpa on his birthday. Mm-hmm. And on the drive home, we listened to that book on tape. Yeah. Um, one year, Veronica and I, we were um, like fixing up. You remember that like old playhouse in the Mount Vernon house? Mm-hmm. We were fixing it up when we had a sleepover outside. We listened to that book on tape. Aww. That was like the first book that I really remember getting into, yeah. like hardcore. So it's very underappreciated. It really is. So, good. yeah, it's very good. Um, well, thanks for listening, you guys. If you bye. Any, <laughs> if you have any weird, uh, cool trivia that uh, we're not covering, definitely let us know. Uh, you can email us at until the very end podcast at gmail.com on Instagram at until the very end pod 
and Twitter at until the very pod. Abby, where can we find you on Instagram? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter, Babs Gilmore. And I'm on Instagram at Sarah underscore smiles 83 and Twitter at Sarah bit 83. Mm-hmm. You're so cute. No, you're cute. No, you are. No, you are. Um, all right. Which you wins? What you got? Tomorrow, my stepdaughter and I are getting our nails done. I love that. I never thought I'd say those no. words. Darcy, she is, um, she's a tomboy. Mm-hmm. She plays fucking hard, man. Mm-hmm. She can definitely kick my ass. Oh, she's 11. 1,000% I'm scared of her. She's every <laughs> single minute of the day. She's outside running, mm-hmm. playing soccer, playing basketball, playing baseball. Mary got a lot of energy. She's one of those kids that she just like picks up a sport and she, as soon as you explain it to her or she watches a game, she knows what she's doing Mm -hmm. and she'll just go out there and she'll just kick ass. She, uh, she definitely goes to the, her own drum, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but she started painting her nails a few weeks ago. She's like, Sarah, can you teach me how to paint my nails? I I love that. I have the colors black and black. So what color do you want? (laughs) She's like black. So I taught her how to paint her nails. And then, so she comes into my room like every Wednesday. Your office? No, my actual bedroom. Oh, okay. She's like, Sarah, can I borrow the nail polish and the nail polish remover? Because I did my left hand wrong. <laughs> or her right hand wrong. Same. And um, so last... <laughs> that is that's the one thing that yeah. doesn't get easier as you get older. <laughs> and I actually tell her, I was like, you know, Abby still complains about oh. doing her right hand too. She's like... Well, as soon as I do it, I'm like, stay where you are. And then, like, I touch things and I have to, like, touch everything with my nails for some reason. Like, fucking sit still for 30 seconds. Yeah, really. (laughs) She came into my room. She asked if she could do her nails. And I was like, you know, I'm going to a nail appointment on Sunday. Do you want to come with me? And she was like, yes. I was like, do you want to do your toes, too? And she's like, no, just the fingies. So we're just doing the fingies. But I was like, so um, what color are we going to get? Are we going to get pink? And she looked at me and she was like, yeah, we can do pink. I was like, what? I said that as a joke. <laughs> I'm shocked. I am shooketh. Did not expect her to say yes no. to that, much less the nail appointment. So I'm getting my nails done tomorrow. Nice. And apparently I'm doing them pink. And I hope this pink is okay. Maybe she'll go for black again. Maybe. I keep nail polish at my desk at work because that's where I paint my nails. Yeah. And whenever somebody covers me, um, like our floater girl, I'm always like, candy's here. Uh, Nail polish is here. Help yourself to both. It's fine. But it's all black. I have two or three black nail polishes, a very deep purple that Mm -hmm. I do on one nail and then clear. And I'm like, that's you help yourself, though. Those are your choices. Mary, that's what you got. (laughs) Yeah. What about you? What's your witchy win? My witchy win is I am loving, and we kind of talked on this at the beginning of the episode, and I was sending you a lot of, like, same mind rays. I'm like, stop talking about this. I planned for this to be my witchy win. Is all of the restaurants that are now offering Impossible Burgers. Oh, my God. Um, Matt has been a vegetarian for two and a half years. I have, like, ridiculously cut back on meat but i still do eat it like once a week or so yeah um just especially when i'm feeling very sluggish um or i have like a really bad migraine or something Mm -hmm. but so many restaurants are now offering impossible burgers red robin i love that restaurant the mexican restaurant that chris and i went to last night yeah 
um, on one of the pages is like uh, street food, so you can mm-hmm. like, build your own kind of meal. One it said um, choose your filling or your protein, mm-hmm. and they had tofu and no, they had Impossible stuff on there. I was nice. like, what? Even the Mexican restaurant now has yeah. it. Chipotle so, has sofritas, which is shredded tofu, which mm-hmm. is the fucking bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Robin has Impossible Burgers. Burger King has that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, I'm digging it. They have, one thing that I really missed after I stopped eating meat or I cut back is dinosaur chicken nuggets. I know, I still haven't tried those. And I found plant-based dinosaur chicken nuggets and they're yeah. so fucking good. Are they? Yes, and there's we some garden ones brand. that are really good too. Yeah. It's so great. So my witchy win is the progress that we have made for plant-based food. Just in like the past like four years. Yes. Too, it's gone from zero to like we're getting yes. there. I was talking to some of my friends yesterday um, and I was like, I'm just so tired of all vegetarian options to be loaded with beans. I I don't like hate beans. beans. I hate them. Yeah. We got um, a meal service kit a little while ago and it was like tacos and beans and Matt asked for them because he likes them. And I literally thought I was going to throw up. It smelled so bad. And it was making me so grossed out. Yeah. So I hate them. They're just gross. Yeah. Give me the mushrooms instead. Yeah. But there's like zero nutritional value. I know, but they're so good. <laughs> um, I always put like, I make eggs every morning. Mm-hmm. I put mushrooms in it just to like fill it. And yeah. Just get some type of veggie in there. Yeah. Among others. But yeah. I'll eat mushrooms all day. Oh, all day. Beans? Nah. Get out of here. Good. I'll eat baked beans every so often and mostly only in the summer. <laughs> Yeah. When I like crave a burger, which I make uh, veggie burgers at home and all that. But yeah. 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 So definitely that is a big win for me right yeah. now. Yay. Fake meat. Fake meat. Faux meat. Faux meat. I just want to pretend to have a real burger every now and then. Oh, I love burgers. They're so good. So next chapter is Diagonally. 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 Say it loud and clear. Diagonally. <laughs> Um, I am very excited to talk about that Um, and maybe go ahead and tease some things. Maybe we can talk about our own experience Mm -hmm. at Diagon Alley Mm -hmm. because we have gone there. We have taken... It's the coolest fucking place on earth. We've taken three trips to Hogwarts together. Yeah. (laughs) Zero with me and my husband. (laughs) Still haven't taken him. Neither have I. (laughs) But we should go there on the year anniversary of we the should. podcast. That'd be so cool. That would be. So, all right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us. Yes. We very really much appreciate so. all the shout outs and the retweets mm-hmm. and the uh, repostings to your Instagram stories. They're very sweet and they definitely make yes. both of us tear up. Oh, 1000%. <laughs> I'm crying at my desk every Tuesday. <laughs> we appreciate you guys. Yes, Thank so. you. Stay with us until the very end. Bye. Bye.